lose everyone. I'm back, baby. It's Jake C. Lee. I'm great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, huh. oh no. It's every nightmare I've ever had. Excuse me. It's time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? But, but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in sports. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Game on, everybody. It's a special on sports today. I'm so happy. But before I get to that, as always, make sure you're checking out The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com front slash allinsports, the name of the show. You get 40% off just like you do for the draft kit. So if you don't want to go that way, you can still go to the draft kit. Either way, 40% off. Go get our draft kit. A lot more coming out. A lot more podcasts, including Sports Unsealed. If you got the app, bottom left-hand corner, top right-hand corner of the website. Stuff that you can get nowhere else really right and i actually have two people that i love more than most in this industry one of them over at the athletic one of them just the longest friend in the industry uh, actually nando i'm not even sure if i know you or Corey first that's right it's not a defino it's Corey parson Follow Corey Parson. Uh, are you still the fantasy exec, Corey? I'm still the fantasy exec. They've taken everything, but they have not taken that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, actually, Corey, doesn't someone else own uh, thefantasyexec.com? Yes, somebody does own thefantasyexec.com. <laughs> he offered it to you, though. Yes, he offered to sell it to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought he offered to give it to you. No, he did offer to give it to me, but, um, you know... Well, we'll be seeing him shortly. He's in uh, he's in the Flex up in New York, so that'd be oh, cool. nice. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know who you're talking about. If, if, if you think about the room that's going to be in there, if you think the people that's going to be in that room that Friday night, Friday who, night, who would own, who 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 would buy fantasyexec.com? No, 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 okay, I got you. As soon as you said Friday night, I wasn't sure if you were talking Friday. Yeah, Friday night. <laughs> oh, to be fair, he is fantasy executive. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to follow Nando, he's at Nando. I'm the nicest guy in the business. Defino.com. Oh, stop it, Jakey. <laughs> that's not true. Now that Scott Fish is, uh, he's taking over the mantle. Oh, come on. I know. Scott Fish is, is great for the industry. By the way, are you guys done with your Scott Fish bowls? Yeah, we finished pretty early, I think. Yeah, I wrapped up mine too after a slow start. I had the worst thing that happens in fantasy happen in mine, and it happened on day one. The pick at 112 made the pick, and then made the pick at 2-1 five hours later. Oh, I'm so ah. glad you brought that up, Corey. I hate oh. that. Nothing, bur- nothing, nothing stirs my grits like that. Brad Ziegler was saying the same thing. His was the dude did that every single time he was on the turn, at least four or five hours, and then capped it off with he had the overnight clock. So the last time he did it was actually almost 11 hours. And then he called them out on Twitter, and the guy was like, sorry that my brain doesn't work as good as you, and I need to think about my pick and blah, blah, Like, oh, come on. I know you're a nice guy, Nando, but that, that's got to get that's gotta burn you a little bit too, doesn't it? Well, look, my heart says that's super annoying and I hate it. My brain says it's a slow draft. Man, relax. You get an email and then you make your pick. Like, I don't know. You know, it's not like they're holding you up from going out with your wife to dinner. It's like, no, but get get your stupid email, click the button, make your pick. And, you know, but here's the thing. Here's what here's where I say it's bad form is because what Corey's talking about, like, I understand if you're the sixth pick or so, that's what I was, the sixth pick. Okay, I got the email. Maybe I'm at work. I, now, by the way, I pre-drafted all of my picks, except for my very first one because I was getting physical therapy. But anyway, point being, 
You uh, can, Corey, you... I think we okay, Jake. What's wrong? Are you okay? <laughs> we get it. <laughs> People know what's wrong. I messed up my shoulder. I, 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 I'm about to say it's the shoulder, right? Oh, no, no, yeah, I'm going to tell Corey specifically the answer, despite you asked, Nando. Uh, I messed my shoulder up the most white guy possible way. Uh, I was playing ultimate frisbee on the beach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's not true. Jake hates the beach. He don't like no, sand. I don't like sand, but that's a whole different thing when you're playing ultimate frisbee. It is, it is not, I don't like, like the beach. I don't like to go sit in the sand and do nothing, Mondo. That's what a beach is for, Jake. Yeah, I can do ultimate. For, anyway, so point being, you can queue up your picks. The, the, the problem is, Nando, is it, you know everybody's excited about the draft. Like, you're excited when you get that alert. You're excited to make your pick, and that's why it's rude. That's why it's poor form is because it's not even you're the sixth pick and, oh, I was at work. Sorry, it took me two hours. Okay, that's fine. I, I'm with you, Nando. Or maybe, you know, you just were, you weren't ready for it. Somebody took three picks in front of you. It's the turn when you're coming. You have two picks in a row. You don't need to think for five hours about your second pick. Not you were just you. there. You not were just on the Corey. site. Not everybody's Jake, you know? Nah, nah, you got to do a better Corey's job than me. that. You, 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 you get into a league like Scott Fishbowl, you got to have a little bit of fantasy acumen because for the most part, especially if you're not in the industry, you sign up to be in that. That On the, on the turn like that, though, oh, yeah. man. I, I emailed the guy. I, I, like, I replied. When he finally made his pick, I replied all. Good. Mm-hmm. Say, I'm with Corey on this, 100%. No, no. Look, I want to be. I just like part of my brain is like, you know what? It's who cares, man. Yeah. <laughs> all these people pressuring me to make my pick quickly. What, ha- dude? All right, the Melvin Gordon news comes out. If I'm the dude who waited four hours and that Melvin Gordon news comes out while I'm hemming and hawing on my pick, and it's around a time when Austin Eckler should be taken, maybe a round ahead, I could jump on Austin Eckler. You're buying yourself more time, which is uh, don't set an eight-hour clock then if you don't want people to take eight hours. See, Make it a I three agree hour with clock. that, Nando, in the preseason when games are going on on the weekend and we're getting right. closer to the start of the season. And, you know, you, you're on the clock and that Saturday night eight o'clock game is on. Okay, I'm going to wait till that action is over before I make a pick because an injury could happen. But this time of year, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick then, because one is like, I agree with you, Corey. It's like the chances that that's like a one percent thing that some type of news like that happens. Like Gronkowski signs tomorrow, like it, it's not happening. And if it does, it's super rare. But let's talk about that for a second, Corey. I'm of the stance, and I actually just took Melvin Gordon at the turn for a CBS mock at the turn, the first round turn, as in the first pick of the second round. I'm of the stance that I think Melvin Gordon plays. And maybe right, it's naive too. of me. I don't think it's the Le'Veon Bell situation. Not at all. I, I look at a totally different uh, situation than Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Le'Veon Bell had been going through this. We felt this coming from Le'Veon Bell. I think uh, Melvin Gordon would like to and deserves to get extended. But this is not the situation with, 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 uh, with um, that we saw last year in Pittsburgh with Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, we saw that coming from a year earlier. This right here was kind of sprung on us as an industry. I think Melvin Gordon plays, and I'm, I'm satisfied with where he's dropping now a little bit. Like I see him pushing towards the end of that first round. I think that's overreaction. I don't know, man. I, you know, Gordon's got those knee injuries. Maybe he looked at Le'Veon Bell and was like, "Man, guy took a year off, got refreshed." You know, I've got, I've got a bunch of money. I'm good. I don't think he will, but I'm just saying. I can understand if you look at that situation and you're like, you know, Adrian Peterson missed that year. He came back, arguably as good as he's ever been. Um, you know, maybe he's like, "Oh, Le'Veon Bell, man. You know, he took the year off, got paid after that year, and just got to like do a rap album, jet ski around Miami, make his own decisions." <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's think Melvin Gordon is that guy, though. Like, I think Melvin Gordon wants to play football. 
where Le'Veon Bell was probably like, I'm going to save these legs. I don't want to be around Ben Roethlisberger anyway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, did, uh, let me ask you this then, Nando. Did you move Gordon down? Uh, I know Jake, you, that, I, that would assume that I have rankings right now. No, no. I was just about to say, I know you haven't done rankings yet, but in your mind, you've done drafts. You have been drafting. Like, where were, put it this uh, were you taking Gordon at six, and now you're not taking him until the turn? Like, did you move him down if you're drafting? No, you know, um, Melvin Gordon to me is like one of those guys who I just, uh, you know, how we used to talk about the fantasy blind spot, and then you yeah. stole the term from me. Um, it's, it's, I love how uh, hold on, I, Corey. I love how I, specific, I specifically asked Nando. Hey, do you think this would be a good idea? And plus, I ask you all the time, Nando, for like little catchphrasy things. I know, and Jakey. then you give me permission, and then you turn it around and like, oh, you stole it. Yeah. I, kid, I kid because I care. Yeah. Um, hey, I'll give you a heads up right now. I am a hundred percent stealing your game from the show that you guys used to do because you guys don't ever get to play it and it's been on hiatus. So I'm just letting you know that we're doing that today. But anyway, go ahead. Nanda. I assume when you asked those 10 questions, yes. uh, um, I lost my train of thought, Jake. Oh no. Anyway, Melvin Gordon's just totally grayed out for me. Like I don't even, there's not even a point where I consider taking Melvin Gordon because it'll never be so egregious that he's dropped to me, you know, a round and a half late. I, uh, so I just don't like, it's weird. I have this thing in my brain where if I, if I don't really love a player, I just don't even consider him in the drafts. Like he's Matt Carpenter. Yeah, exactly. Like Matt Carpenter. Exactly. That's exactly what it, Jake. They're just in play. Like my queue, before I start a draft, I'll just throw up all the guys I like on my queue and I'll, you know, just gently scroll through ADP to see if I'm around that area to take them and then I'll take them. But if they're not in my queue, I, I just kind of let them go. So, yeah, I haven't, I know this sounds weird, but I haven't considered Melvin Gordon. Hmm. Corey, did you move him down a, a few spots? Like, so. Actually, you know what? Before you ask answer that question, let me throw out some news that I don't know if either of you guys saw, but for everybody out there that might not have seen it as well, I'm going to bring in James Conner into this conversation because James Conner wasn't really in the discussion for the fifth running back off the board. He's pretty much you know, consensus-wise eighth, ninth, somewhere in that range, sometimes later for some people, but basically in that range. Uh, you guys might have seen this. I'm talking to you, Nando, Corey, but for everybody out there, uh, second year in a row, I saw Mike Tallman. He does a Hanther Rose Youth Foundation event, which is a great foundation to help with you know sports, and it's a lot of underprivileged sports uh, families and stuff like that. So I, you know, I get a little bit of time, fortunately, because Bruce Rader down here of Wavy TV Ten, which is the channel that's for Fox and NBC, they've known each other for a long time. So Tomlin's fr friendlier with him than most, and because surprisingly, a lot of people told me he doesn't like to talk to people, and was a lot more open with the questions I asked him last year. I didn't get much time with him this season. I asked him two questions, and we'll talk about the receivers later. But right now, Corey, I asked him about James Conner. And I said, you know, look, we know how you use your running Because I was trying to phrase it in the nicest way possible. It's like, we know how you use your running backs. Is there more work for Jalen Samuels this year, or is it going to be? Now, I didn't even get to finish the question. That's basically where I got cut off, Corey. And he jumped in and said, oh, it's Conner. Love him. Terrific. He's my guy. So, hearing that, knowing the use from the past of the Steelers, does Connor jump maybe Melvin Gordon for you? Does he come now into the conversation for the number five running back off the board? Uh, yeah, I can see him in the conversation as the fifth running back off the board. I, I worry about the way he broke down towards the end of last year. That would be a bit of a concern for me when it comes to James Connor. But you see in that system, he was able to basically able to do his thing and, and get his numbers. I do think Samuels will be in the mix some, but I look at Connor as 100% the lead, the lead guy in this, in, in this situation. I don't think he takes too much. I just worry about him breaking down like he did last year. As far as I'm not the biggest David Johnson guy. 
I was off him 100% last year. I'm back in on him this year. I like him on the turn better. And with his Melvin Gordon news, he's starting to move towards the middle. My thing is, after I get past those first four running backs, I'm going wide receivers. And then when I get closer to the turn, I'll start thinking James Conner, David Johnson, and the forgotten guy, Le'Veon Bell. No, I know. Oh, sorry, Jake. I was waiting for a prompt. No, I, you've been so good at just transitioning straight to your opinion. I'm uh, sorry. I'm uh, I'm okay on James Conner. I like him a lot. I think I think what he did last year was real. I agree with Corey. I think he's going to maybe spark a worry about getting run down a little bit. Sorry, that's my microphone dropped. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Quality production. All right, Jake, Jake, rewind this so my answer sounds clean, please. That's <laughs> <So> my bad. <laughs> <Yeah. Nando. laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I think I, I just assume like, you know, everything stays the same in Pittsburgh. And I thought they were going to lose a lot when Haley uh, was out of there. And they didn't, especially last year. I mean, like there was there was almost literally no change. Roethlisberger had a billion passing yards. The running game ran like it normally would. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what it looks like without Antonio Brown. But like every time something changes in Pittsburgh, it remains the same. So I would just assume James Conner is going to be amazing. I assume Samuels will get, you know, some play there and get some stats. But Nothing that'll take away and make it not a not a bell cow situation. Where you well, got him at, Jake? Uh, yeah, Jake. Actually, <laughs> I, before this, I had him. I think seven or eight. I gotta go back and double check. But I would now. I with the I, I'm with you, Corey. I was a big Le'Veon Bell person. I was taking Le'Veon Bell as a number five. I gotta tell you, after talking and seeing his reaction, I think that James Conner would actually be number five. But I, I don't mind the David Johnson. My only problem with the David Johnson one, I don't like that he's become the consensus number yeah, five. Like I that don't he get doesn't that at all. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. He still has his own questions. Like I, if you want to take him there, no problem. It's just now people are like, oh no, he's definitively the number five. Uh, I don't know about that. Let me ask you guys this, Corey, off the top of your head, thirteen games last year, how many receptions did James Conner have? Ooh, sixty-eight. Nando. I'd say about four and a half per game, and I can't really do so. What's that make it? 52? I don't know. Let's say I'll, I'll go 67 just so I can win the Price is Right stuff. One dollar. No. One dollar, Jake. Were, you were so good with the first one. It was 55. Jake oh. Jake. So, I mean, but to the point, like, you you take that average, you, you overshot a little bit there, Corey. But yeah, even if you take that average, it was 70 a game with no improvement. I mean, that's 70 receptions for somebody that people. The reason I bring that up is because I think both of you guys understand, knew where I was going with this, is that most people don't look at Connor and think receiving running back. I, yeah, but I do. I said most people. Oh, I right. said you Sorry. guys are smarter. Probably that guy who took five hours on the track. <laughs> all these backs are catching the football now, so it's a part of the repertoire. So you look at some of all, everybody's numbers uh, when it comes to these receptions out, these running backs uh, seem inflated. Um, right quick on David Johnson. Yeah. I think, you know, listen, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He had one of the best fantasy seasons a couple years ago that we've seen in a while. He could be a system player. And that could have been Bruce Arians doing. Bruce Arians was giving that dude the ball 45 times a game. I don't know if Kingsbury does that. That's a hey, look. That that's a fair concern. I bring up the whole point about if Kyler Murray's running, he can't throw the ball while he's running. Yeah, that's true too. So like, what? And all I'm saying is like, what if David Johnson only catches 55 passes like that? Like, you know, that's still really good. But to put him in consensus number five, hey, we'll steal another. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I don't know if I can. Nando I was about to ask one of us. I'll put it. I'll phrase it a different way. Uh, Oh, oh, true or false? Oh, Jake, come <laughs> on, man! I was just joking around. You you steal whatever you'd like. No, no, uh, it's our it's our repertoire. Jake. No, you're only one attack. Nando, James Conner, more receptions than Todd Gurley last year. 
Um, are you asking me if he had more than Todd Gurley? Yeah, I'm asking you true or false. Uh, I think that's that's probably true. Corey? I go true. I, I think Goff threw it a lot more to his wide receivers, so Gurley probably lost a bunch. I would go false. Corey wins by four. That's how close it was. Wow. Make, oh, I thought you meant per game, Jake. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. True or no, no, true or false? He had more receptions than David Johnson. Uh, I'm going to say true by the way you inflected at the end there. <laughs> Corey? No, Ch- hey, Ch- you know, Chase Edmonds had like 30 targets last year. Uh, maybe like 25 targets. Oh, no, no, please. I can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is Chase Edmonds. Cliff Kling, look, Corey, this is going off what you were saying. Cliff Klingsbury might like Chase Edmonds more than David Johnson. When he gets in there, he's like, oh, he's a better fit. Remember that year Darren McFadden was awesome, and then they brought zone blocking into Oakland, and Darren McFadden suddenly was terrible? Because he couldn't figure out the zone blocking scheme. I remember that season after that. Yeah, he had true. that big year, and then he came back. Darren McFadden used to run like a wild man when he was healthy, and then it, then it fell apart. But um, the, the thing with Johnson, like I said, I don't really know about we, that load was so Bruce Arians. So moving forward, I haven't been on him. I think he's in a good spot. The thing, the, the wild card is Le'Veon Bell. What scares me about Le'Veon Bell is Jake. I don't. Adam Gates don't like star players. <laughs> and it's and Adam Gase, I think he's he's already coming to the Jets organization. He's ran the general manager, and now I think he's digging in for a fight with Le'Veon Bell. See, I I understand that concern, and you're not the only person that said that by far. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people saying that. I'm just on the other side. Get your take, Nana. I'm on the other side where. I don't think he's that dumb because if that happens, he's going to be fired in one year. Like, they're not going to tolerate that. They, they, despite the fact that he wasn't on the page of wanting to spend that much on a running back, the situation is there now. And if you don't use Le'Veon Bell 70% of the time every single game, you're, you're going to be one and done. Uh, yeah, but you got like, who's going to fire Adam Gase? He, he got rid of the general manager. It's the owner. The, the, the owner's the one who still writes the checks. Owner's not going to fire Adam Gase. Adam Gase not. has some weird power that, uh, and look, maybe he's amazing. You know, maybe I mean, you make a meme out of the guy in his press conference, which I think makes him look more like a clown. Everyone talks about how he ruined the Miami offense, which maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Maybe those players aren't good. We don't know what they look like without Adam Gase. He got like, rid of the good ones. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe Jar- I mean, Jarvis Landry, maybe he's not great. Maybe Kenyon Drake isn't as good as everyone thinks. You know, like it's, we, we haven't, I mean, he had Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback. I don't know. I, I, I like to give Adam Gase the benefit of the doubt more than ever. Because everyone else seems to think he's this clown, right. so I don't know. Well, I don't. I don't know if we've seen the true Adam Gase. I think the answer here is what we know, though, is that look, you can poke holes and make a case for about six or seven running backs as the fifth one off the board. I mean, you can make the whole case. You want to talk about usage? You can talk about Kubiak and Dalvin Cook and Dalvin Cook of what we saw the yep. last couple of games last year and what he could be. I, I mean, if Dalvin Cook finished fourth this year, it wouldn't shock me. So. It's just there's a, there's a lot. And I think that for, for your point, Corey, to come back to it is especially if you're in a full point PPR. I think the smart move might be Hopkins and then see if Mixon or Cook or one of these even somehow makes it back to you in the second yep. round. I mean, that's, the, that's what I would do. That's what I would do right there. The thing about it is, and we've already briefly discussed this, Jake. I don't have Hopkins as WR one. You know what I'm saying? But I get where you're going. I, well, I think that's a whole other conversation too. Yeah, Nando know. knows this. I don't either. I have Devontae Adams because he's the only one. The only one, which is I'm pretty sure is why you're with me on this, Corey, is the only, including DeAndre Hopkins, one that had double digit points in every single game last year. Oh, he was he was great. He was amazing last year. You know, we were we were there together, Jake. So I was all over him. But I'm 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 Odell at at, at WR one. Oh, Whoa. dude, I'm all over Odell Beckham too, man. 
Well, all right. Well, then I guess we're talking about that before we get to the Steelers wide receivers part of the thing. Okay, you're, both of you go explain why. I'll let you, Corey. You brought it up first. So go I just, ahead. I look at a, I look at uh, the the offense. I look at a player that's super duper motivated to prove the New York Giant organization wrong because he's. I, I think he's coming to this season with a, with a chip on his shoulder. You got Baker Mayfield who wants him near. They got weapons all over that field. They're going to utilize Odell because they went out there and got him. I think you have a Hall of Fame talent coming into a situation after two years riddled with injuries where I, I think he's going to tear the roof off the league this year. I, he's my wide receiver one. I'm taking him off the board at five. I'm, I'm kind of with Corey. Um, Salfino's piece about Antonio Brown playing in the Gruden offense and how older wide receivers do really well, it's it's almost like a 1 and a 1A for me. And it's I, I can flip-flop depending on the draft, but I'm, everything Corey said, I'm 100% behind. I think like I, I just think people have a – like a twenty percent discount on Ola Beckham Jr. because of all the off-field stuff, the boat, and like you know his uh, the flashiness and, and he blocked me. Yeah, yeah. It, because he blocked Jake. <laughs> and he blocked Jake. Yeah. Well, that, that I mean, that, I think that's why it's not twenty-five. I think people like that. That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a decent judgment. Well, so <laughs> let me ask you this then, Nando, because I'll give you the over/under. You, I don't know if you remember off my projections, but I have a hundred and forty-four targets for him. Do you think that's too low? I think that's pretty good, actually. Yeah, so, I think that's good. But I think I think he's the kind of guy who's going to convert a lot more targets in Cleveland. If you really believe Eli Manning is kind of wild and doesn't have the best arm, and you're getting a huge upgrade with Baker Mayfield, well, so someone, that was going to be my next question. Those are going to be a good 144 targets. All right, you know, so that's someone else's 170. Oh, I was going to say, let's go to the targets first, Corey. 144, too low, too high, good number. Oh, I think that's a good number, but I'll go. But I would say more than that one. I would say 154. Okay, Jake. I don't so, think you can make a determination on that until we know what happens with Duke Johnson too. Well, I that's think, a whole other yeah. ball game. Well, I, see, to be honest with you, I I don't know that Duke Johnson being gone affects this team much at all. I think they have talent behind him that could step into his role, and that's why they're they're looking to get rid of him. But I think of him as a pass catcher first, and they used to line him up in the slot, and they did a lot of stuff with him last year. And I don't know if there's someone who steps up in that offense who takes over the quote unquote Duke Johnson role, or yeah, even if the Duke Johnson role exists under Freddie Kitchens. No, it's it's called Nick Chubb. Yeah, Chubb's already going to do his thing, though. So I'm just saying those 20 targets might go to Ed Beckham Jr. instead. I think like a good 10 of them would go to Nick Chubb, maybe even more. I think they're, they're, people are going to realize Nick Chubb is on Todd Gurley talent level. Yeah. I, people yeah. were saying that in college, and people forgot they were saying that in college because he exploded his knees 17 different directions. All right, so then the point that I wanted to get to, Nando, uh, for you first on this one. So with those 144 targets, um, for I'll give you the stat line for everybody out there. 92 receptions, 1,312 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Are you So that way, are you saying maybe that production's a little bit low because he's going to be more efficient? I, I'm looking at that touchdown number being higher than that. Nando, you sound weird. Oh, my oh, bad. Oh, come on, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just get us into a rhythm of asking Corey first. No, and no, then but if you, guys were, if you guys were paying attention, you can go back and check the tape. I actually said your name in the question. Well, I know you oh, did. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, saying. Good, like, job. Yeah. good job. My no, bad. But go ahead. Go ahead, Corey. <laughs> um, I, I think that touchdown number is low. 10? Yeah. I would block okay. 13. Okay. And I think you can get over 100 receptions. Okay. But everything Nana. else is, you know, everything else is. I mean, this this is your bag. Oh, wait, 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 so hold you on, do hold this. on. Sorry, sorry, Corey, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this is your bag, so you do this. That's you, know what you I'm Nando. Yeah, Jake, we're not going to speak you... ill. <laughs> go, go ahead, Nando. I'm with Corey. I think th- I was going to say 13 is a good number for me right there. I don't think Njoku is going to threaten with too many touchdowns. 
I think Jarvis Landry is, you know, maybe not one of those not an end zone kind of guys this year. Um, I don't know, man. I think Odell Beckham's going to score a lot of touchdowns, Jake. You're with two okay. very bullish Odell Beckham Jr. fans here. I bought an OBJ shirt. I bought like I, I bought an my, OBJ jersey. Well, no, I mean you got like the, the Browns o, one, right? I got the OBJ one. The yeah, one from Roto Wear one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Kenny. Shout out, no doubt. Who's going to be in the flex this year? Stop he's coming. Playing. He's coming to New York. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's going to be awesome. He, he was already planning to go to the Yankees game on Friday night. Kenny, for everybody out there that don't know who Kenny is of rotoware.com, he's the one that makes those genius shirts that Max Muncy was wearing time and time and time and time again about go get it out of the ocean. And he makes the ones that CeCe Sabathia and Aaron Judge wear all the time. So rotoware.com, shout out to Kenny. I would have shouted out the charitable shirts that he did for Scott Fish first. I mean, that really speaks to his character, Jake. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I'm going through here and um, I hate you. getting some stuff together, uh, you know, um, I was mo- moving and stuff. And I'm giving like some and I have some clothes that I'm t- sending to the Salvation Army. And I'm like, somebody's going to have the first year collection of Rotoware. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, you're not keeping you're not keeping the lineups and chill. Yeah, lineups and chill and all of that. The first, hey, the first, I the still first have collection. the original my bench better than your starters one. Yeah, for real. I had yeah. a Rotoware shirt yesterday. Um, but it was like the commissioner one. Or no, it was Funkmaster Flex. So that's like season one. I need some season <laughs> season two Rotoware stuff. You got to get the uh, the weapons one with the Baker Mayfield from the Zelda ripoff. We got that one. I you like the, that. I, did you get your band kickers, the all-in-kid one? I saw that band kickers. I did not get that. I, you know what? I, I want to get the uh, the Bagel Boss one. You're not, you're not my, uh, <laughs> you're not my God, my father, or my boss. <laughs> the, the thing is, is like, those are so like, to your point, Corey, those are so fun for like a year though. Yeah, like exactly. two years, yeah, three yeah. years from now, people are like, what the hell? What is are that you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of what the hell are you talking about? Uh, look at that transition. Let's talk. Let's go back. Steelers wide receivers. So the other question I was talking about, uh, go to Corey first. Now I know since I've set us in an emotion over here, uh, is I asked him first question was about the number two wide receiver role because that's the biggest question everybody has is it's going to be James Washington, is it going to be Dante Moncrief coming in free agency? Who is it going to be? And he looked at me and said, I have no idea. And so, I, you know, I was like, all right, yeah, man, you have some like somebody you like more than the other. He goes, no, I legitimately, as of today, have 100% no idea. They both have talent. They both have a chance, but I have no idea. And he's like, I'm not lying to you. I just don't know as of today, which makes sense. I mean, it's July. He he hasn't seen a lot from either one of them. Corey, you could go either way on this. You can go Dante Moncrief has had some success. We've seen it with the Colts. He's had some injuries. He's never really had his breakout yet, even though he was kind of on his way that one season. On the flip side, you have James Washington, which some people will argue have a higher ceiling, but for stat-wise, was one of the worst rookie seasons of all time for wide receivers. I hate to say that because I love his talent as much as anybody. Where are you going in your drafts? Because according to Tomlin, we're all just guessing. We're all making our best educated guess right now. I think I will go with, I believe it was after uh, the OTAs or something that they, 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 they did. They put a microphone in uh, Ben Roethlisberger's face. And they asked Roethlisberger about it. And he, you know, he said, well, listen, you know, both guys got a shot. There's got a lot of work to be done. But he said that he likes the way that James Washington came into camp this year. That Washington got a slow off to a slow start last year that he picked it up down the stretch. And is really excited to see what Washington can bring. Smith-Schuster also spoke up James Washington. But Smith-Schuster's already been a teammate with him. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> he don't know Dante Moncrief. You know what I'm saying? So I would say Washington, I think they want Washington to be the guy. And I think Moncrief is going to have to outwork him. So there you go right there. I'm giving like, I in, in my Scott's fishbowl, 
Washington was wide receiver 45. Moncrief was wide, was wide receiver 46. Mm. I'm not as high on Moncrief. I don't. I, I feel like Moncrief. We've we've kind of seen this before. Is like that guy who's supposed to come in that everyone's buzzing about. Who's and I, I wish I had like the exact. I just, you know you know Corey like when you know like this has happened before and I can't think of the stupid name and who the player is but it's happened like three times where this guy has come onto a team and everyone's like oh he's the new number one and he does like you know 750 yards and five touchdowns and maybe gets 100 targets. Um, so I'm not I'm not high on Moncrief at all. I'm in the Emory Hunt school of James Washington is going to blow up, and I think I think Mark Caboli is a big James Washington guy too. So I don't know. Like I have my own feelings, but just hearing the two of them love him kind of helps push me up over the edge. Jake, I'll have shares of both. You will. You can do that. I can see. I mean, do you think Juju Smith Schuster is do? Because last year. Uh, as the 146th ranked fantasy pros ranker, I had Juju Smith-Schuster pretty low. <laughs> I was under the impression that it was kind of a fluke. Uh, by the way, I'd like to I'd like to review how my things were so bad because I had Saquon Barkley number two overall. I don't think anyone else had that shaky. Uh, I was close to that, but they also do it by position. They don't do it overall. Uh, I don't know. I was number 30 for tight ends, so I guess. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> if you if you believe Juju Smith-Schuster is, uh, you know due for aggression or is due to not be the, the true number one, which is a tough task for someone uh, who's never been the true number one before, um, then I, I could see value in those other two guys on the same team. I can see that as well. But you're banking on that. If you do that, though, Corey, like, Corey, like you're banking on that happening. So, like well, That's your well, theory well, for the year. I want to I backtrack real quick, Nando. I want to ask you the, the question. Jake, I, was, was, I was kind of introducing Corey into that. No, I'm, I'm, we're not going to Corey yet. I wanted to ask because I wanted to see this was were you thinking of Tory Smith like All when he went sports. to San Francisco? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, it was Tory Smith. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, <laughs> we, didn't even hear, we didn't even hear you typing. That was really good. That's because I wasn't typing. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that was like, oh, he had eleven or whatever it was nine, ten, eleven touchdowns of being the number two and only a big play threat, and now he's going to be everything. Yes, and I feel like there was a Jet. Maybe there was a guy who came to the Jets. And was the same way. And it wasn't Terrell Pryor. It was, it was someone else like five or six years ago. Jermaine Curse? No, it wasn't Jermaine Curse. Because Jermaine Curse, yeah. I think, actually ended up being like a number one for those games he was healthy. Was one for two. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll th- I'm I'll sorry. Take I might be two. wrong about it being the Jets, so I might have forced that, Jakey. Oh, you might have forced the wrong answer? Yeah. All I right. Got, so- yeah, sorry. I'll think of something. I'll, I'll so- pay attention. I'll look this up now for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> You'll look it up? No, no, no. You can't look up anything. Because no, no, no. You can't. You know, I'm gonna do, Jake. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet during the show like you do when I'm hosting something. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Internet punching. I'm place. gonna go. I'm gonna go retweet some guy from NFL.com. For- <laughs> oh, oh, those those are old days, right there. Jiggy, jiggy. <laughs> when those rumors, I remember those rumors. Uh, you know what? Then I say you can't look at anything because now we're gonna do the Nando game. We're gonna do your game from how well do you know each other? Because you guys haven't been together for a little while, and like I said, you never got to play with each other. It was always how well do you know Chris Meany? and then you set up other. So I want to know how well you guys know each other because you guys have known each other for a really long time. So I'd say we've been friends for a really long time, Jake. You're underselling okay. this. <laughs> underselling how well. You see, everybody out there is getting a sense of like how much <laughs> you like poke the bear. You were trying to, you're trying to, what is it, the beast? That's Poke what you're trying beast. to bring. Yeah. And we're not going to get there because we don't have somebody <laughs> else on the show. <laughs> All right. So who wants to go first? Uh, you know what? Uh, here, I have a coin. No, well, not a coin. It's a little a USB. Jake, flash just let Corey go first. I mean, it's, right, this, this is what well, you've been see, doing you all go. show. 
All right, Corey, I go first. You get, you get to go first. This is how well you know Nando. All, All right? right, let's do it. All right. What is Nando's favorite ballpark food? Favorite ballpark food? No, nachos. Nope. Nando? What's Corey's favorite ballpark food? No, no. I was going to let you. I, was, I wasn't going to give the answer. You're on the show, so I was oh. going to let you give the answer. <laughs> I mean, you were kind of close in a way. It's ice cream and a helmet. I get how to is bring, that close? Because the nachos come in a helmet. <laughs> or the good ones do. I, the ones who do it right put their nachos in a helmet. Dippin' Dots. Right. Yeah, yeah. No. The no ice cream. Is that still dots. the ice cream of the future? <laughs> they don't put those in the hat. I've got Dippin' Dots in helmet before. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, no, they they do eat that. Actually, down like here that. at the Norfolk Ties, that's the only way they sell them is in a helmet. It's a smaller helmet and then a, sm- a bigger, smaller helmet. I had no idea. Unless they recently changed. Like I said, it might be because it's not the ice cream of the future anymore. It might just be like whatever. All right, so... I specifically pulled this one, Corey, and you might know. You, and so it's a tough guess, but because Nando gave me crap about it in my last article, who's his favorite underrated NFL player for fantasy purposes this year? Yeah, favorite Nando's favorite underrated NFL player. I mean, Jake, that's tough because you said we haven't hung out as much lately, and now you're asking him a very recent question. So. I, these are not supposed to be easy questions. That's true. Rhonda. It's not supposed to be easy. Well, it's not supposed to be easy, but it could be relevant. I mean, you know, Corey and I haven't it's, it's, hung out right. talked and done it's, shows. It's a wide receiver. I'll give him that. There's your hint. For the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll give you another uh, hint. You have to go that far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm not gonna go if, now. You, now I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say D.D. Westbrook because you could be like, trying to throw me off. I will go with Muhammad Sanu. No, no, it was D.D. Westbrook. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I could have got one right. <laughs> you know, all right, the Corey. judges. The judges are gonna give it to you. Westbrook Corey. was eyelash here at times. <laughs> well, no, no. So, okay, Corey, let's bring this up. So the reason Nando texted me back is because he read my article, he was editing, and I said that D.D. Westbrook is not equipped to be an NFL number one wide receiver and my whole point was about nobody on this team really is except for DJ Chark and that's not diminishing DD Westbrook from being a fine option I just don't think he can be the number one and Nando really loves him so what are your thoughts on DD Westbrook I don't think DD Westbrook can be a, a number one uh, I would agree with you on that I think he can be a number three on your fantasy team though that's about uh, the, the furthest that I would take it he's flashed at times I know I'm a guy who rostered him last year so, you know, I know what that pain is of waiting for D.D. Westbrook to do to do something. Um, you know, this is the third season that he's going into now. I don't I, I don't see it. I think he is a, a 70 catch guy, six, seven touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? With, con- with consistency being a problem. Nando, do you want to JF on him? I don't know what that means. If you think about it, everything you talk about tweets a lot of times, you can put the two letters together. But do you want to go on him? Farts. Go on him? Yeah, Jake Farts. Do you want a Jake Farts on D.D. Westbrook? Yes, I would like to. Uh, <laughs> Jake, okay, I know what you're referring to now, and it's one word, so it's just J. I know. Well, no, but that's for you. Now, do you want to explain this, just, Jake? Do you want to explain this on your podcast now? What you just brought up? No, you that's, sure? I'm going to call it JFing. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I think he's a true number one. I think he's got the skill for it. But that, like, the part no one's bringing up is that uh, John DeFilippo is the offensive coordinator there now. And what John DeFilippo did last year before getting fired with um, with Thielen and Diggs, and you could have two wide receivers. I like DJ Chark a lot too, and this is how I justify it, is the John DeFilippo offense benefits wide receivers, talented, raw talent wide receivers in a, in a wonderful way. He doesn't have Blake Bortles throwing the passes anymore. He's got Nick Foles, who everyone seems to be in love with, so I'll just ride that train until he's like Nick Foles from five years ago again. Um, and it, look, 
Terrell Pryor's on the Jaguars, but this is a different example. He's the guy who made Terrell Pryor a 1,000-yard receiver. So I don't know, man. If, if you're doing that stuff with Terrell Pryor in like his second year of buying, uh, being a wide receiver, and you've got a talent like D.D. Westbrook, who was awesome in college, who's got a ton of confidence, who has a ton of skill, who lost his first season, most of it at least, to an injury, I just think we're missing a humongous breakout here. And, I, you know, DJ Chark, I think, is going to be good. I don't think Marquise Lee is a threat to the number one spot there. Like, someone has to be that number one wide receiver. I don't know why people aren't pointing at D.D. Westbrook and being like, it's 100% him in a John Filippo offense. Does that sway you at all, Corey? Um, I know not Nando obviously he made some good points with John DeFilippo and coaching is, is such an important part of it but I just look at the the talent level I just don't think it's there I think you got I, I would want to see somebody with a little bit more talent a little bit and I, I don't think his game is going to be consistent I'm trying to look at some uh, ADP for this um for him right now and I'm um, trying to find out what area that he's going in and he, Westbrook is going around the same range as Kiki QT and Golden Tate, I would easily take Golden Tate over I would take, Westbrook. Tate was in that same uh, one. Jakey loves Golden Tate. It, so the, the article, Corey, was dumpster diving to last year, which you know you love because Corey always says last year's trash. Yep. And I brought up DJ Chark. And that was how this whole conversation started. And you know what? Again, I'm, I have D.D. Westbrook on a few teams. It's just the, the comparison I made, Corey, was I feel like the Jaguars and the Bills are going to be in the same situation where I could see both teams not having a receiver top 800 receiving yards mm-hmm. and just kind of being frustrating that fact. But all right, let's keep rolling here. First team Nando saw in person. First team Nando saw in person. I'm going to um, go with the Syracuse Orangemen football team. Oh, I don't think that counted. I thought we were just talking professional teams, Jakey. No, uh, we were just talking about first. Oh, the Corey's correct. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, ah, look at that. Hey, I could have been two Cor- up. I could have had two. Do you want? <laughs> I'll give. I'll give you a bonus chance here, Corey. Do you want to guess the professional team? The professional team. Um, I'm just gonna have to go to New York Yankees. Nope. You had the New York part right. Well, actually, according to our friend Scott Angle, you didn't have the New York part right because it's the New Jersey Giants, as he likes oh, to say. Oh, the J- Jersey Giants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what was the best movie Nando saw in the last year? Best movie Nando saw in the last year. Uh, what kind of movies does... Uh, are you in the, uh, the Avengers? No, but somebody that was in it, but also this person wasn't even animated, or this he was animated in this one, Nando. I liked it as well. Not, not my favorite, but Spider-Man is the Spider-Verse. That was his favorite. Did you see the new Spider-Man yet, Nando? Uh, No. Now, you know what? I, I didn't like the new Avengers. I'm kind of off it. Oh, God. Sorry. We're going to lose all our listeners. Let's move on from that. Hey, God, I, I will not. I'm sorry, man, but it was uh, not for me. No, 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 no. We don't have that slander on the show. Sorry, let's, Jakey. Let's continue. <laughs> you're going to have to live with this at some point. Uh, yeah, with you, that you're out of your mind. Let's continue. <laughs> Number five. This Corey, you should get this. There's also a bonus one here. Did you do this for this. Corey, too? Am I answering yeah. questions about him? Yes, yes. It's going to take up. This is like eighty percent of the show. Is no, it's not. No, fan, no fantasy minutes. advice, huh? Well, no, no, no. I also spun fantasy <laughs> advice into this, I like as the you way noticed. You did that. Yep. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Corey. Number five, his favorite bar location. Oh, Hoboken, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, hold on, hold on. I also asked on top of that, Corey, for another potential bonus. Oh, I said actually, actual real bar, though. Like, oh. only one specific one. What's the name of that place? Tally Ho. 
There you go. That <laughs> was, it's close. <laughs> You're really good at this, man. I can make it to yeah. Tally Ho myself. If I wanted to go to Tally Ho right now and have a beer, I wouldn't even need Nando's directions. <laughs> well, it's gone, and the bartender quit, so what's his new one? Oh, well, not, in I don't know. not in Hoboken. We got to oh, shout okay. him out. He's part of the family. The new, Come on, Corey. The new Corey. Bar. We've been there Come on, to Corey. do drafts. What's our favorite bar in all of New York City? They have the best wings. Oh, the Green, the Greenwich Street Tavern. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Chris no yeah. All right. So what's his favorite movie all time, Corey? This was tough. I was actually surprised by this one. Oh man, this is this is this is tough right here because Nando's style is kind of <laughs> all over the place. You never know, really. Sci-fi comedy, kind of. Hmm. All right, we got a clock, Corey. I, 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 I'm gonna go um, uh, Rocky. Jake, you can just edit some of this stuff out. I, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get so angry about the time, man. I mean, you could just be like, "All right, let me just edit this two-second thing out." No, no, no. That was more. I just want him sitting here thinking forever. Like, yeah. It was Ghostbusters. Oh, How's that sci- Rocky's not sci-fi comedy. What Rocky are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the same Rocky you did. Yeah, there's a robot. There's a robot in Rocky Four. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> All right, let's go back to one. You probably get this one. What's his go-to drink at the bar, Corey? Uh, go to drink. I've been I've been just drunk with Nando plenty of times. I would go <laughs> exactly. p- the, the pickleback. Oh, I no. didn't think about that. I guess I could change my answer if we're talking shots. I mean, if that's your favorite favorite, don't give Corey points. Yeah, well, yeah you're going to against Why? He's my friend, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Is he? I don't know. <laughs> I'm your buddy. Trust me. Is there some twist at the end of this? <laughs> no. Vodka soda. It wasn't the pickleback. Oh, okay, okay. All right, because it's relevant to what you brought up before, Corey. Bagels or donuts? Donuts. I mean, you have a f- donuts. No, okay. really? Sorry, that man. would have been my guess too, because he always he always them. brings donuts. Well, yeah, because you can't bring bagels. That's why you got to bring bagels. You got to bring cream cheese. You got to bring knives. You're gonna get poppy seeds and sesame all over the place. <laughs> True. Donuts are uh, easier, cleaner. Hey, that's fair, but yeah, he said bagels, but only the good ones. Where the good one? Hey, let me ask you, Nando, because there's two different. Is it a Jersey bagel or is it a New York bagel? No, Staten Island bagels are the best, man. Okay, I'm sure Brooklyn's good too, but I've only gotten the Staten Island ones. All right. Yeah. Okay. Last two, Corey. The best pizza topping for Nando. Nando like that white pizza. That's actually true. That's actually true. Racist. No, 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 no. The white. When I say, I mean, kidding. The the pizza. The, when I say the white pizza, I, I mean the I white. I know what white pizza, pizza is. Yeah. I've had. It, actually, but that's not I a topping. Stuttering. I'll even help you. That's not a topping. That's a kind of pizza. Let's okay. say it's traditional pizza toppings. Traditional pizza toppings. Give me anchovies. No, <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> We've had pizza before. No, no. What's your favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni, the kind that curve up. So the smaller ones? Uh, well, they can be small. Yeah, but not like the big flat ones. I like the ones that kind of curl up when you put them in the, That's in the that, stove. Those are, those are good. All right, Corey, this is the last one. What's Nando's most memorable Corey moment from knowing you? Oh, boy. <laughs> I would say well, I've done so many crazy things around <laughs> no, Nando. We've had, yeah, we've had some times. Yeah, we really have. The, the wildest Nando moment, probably something I did or said on the radio. Um, 
the wildest moment is I don't know, Nando. What is it? It was uh, that time we got day drunk at the uh, at that dive bar where they had all the Jameson bottles on that you could finish an autograph. Remember that dark I bar across? That. I yeah. Yeah. I think Corey Schwartz. I think Corey Schwartz showed up that day randomly. Sias yeah. might have shown up that day. That was Corey Schwartz, and uh, what's Corey Schwartz's homeboy? That he, that oh yeah, Siano came through. Siano was with us. We was real banged up in it. It was, like, it was, <laughs> it was such o'clock. a good. It was such a good time. Yeah, two, it was two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even like it was still light out. It's like the sun hadn't even gone like on its downswing yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jake. I mean, I, th- I got home and my grandmother was like, what, you all ready? I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a good day. This is what you miss when you're hanging out with them. All right, Nando, now it's your turn. All right. A lot of, a lot of similar questions. Corey, you got three. Three to ten. All right. Let's see, let's see if you can top that. I didn't know we were going against each other. Yeah, that's the whole point. I thought we were helping each other. No, we're seeing who knows each other better. All right. A lot of the same questions. So you should hopefully have some type of insight to this. Same first one to start. What's Corey's favorite ballpark food? Um, I'm going to say nachos because he said that for me. No, you know what? I think Corey's a peanuts guy. I can see Corey being a peanuts guy. You're doubly wrong. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he's definitely not. I don't think he's hot dog. I don't think he's nope, ice cream. You're still wrong. You're All still right, wrong. fine. <laughs> it's Italian sausage specifically where, Corey? Camden Yards. The Italian sausage at Camden Yards. We would legit, it was before my daughter was born, me and her mother, we would go, we would take the 30-minute drive to Camden Yards, buy cheap tickets, and, and get Italian sausage and walk around the concourse. Very good food at Camden Yards, but that Italian sausage is amazing. I like there that. There you go. Yeah, nice. All right, so Nando, you guys haven't hung out in a while, but if you watch Corey enough, you would know this answer. This is going to be testing how much you pay attention to what Corey's doing. <laughs> Benny Ricciardi. No, yeah. Who's this celebrity crush right now? Oh, really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Corey's celebrity crush right now. I'll even give you a hint. I'd like a hint, please. She does hip hop. I don't know, man. Cardi B's too old. Yes. <laughs> Not Cardi B. <laughs> uh, she does hip hop. I don't know. I mean, you know what? I might just be out of the loop with hip hop too much to give a proper answer here, Jake. But you could be a good friend and pay attention to Corey. You know, so you know what? I actually, when I see the opening line come through, I like it, and I'll retweet it when I see it on Twitter. So I consider that a sign of friendship. Yeah, Corey knows Thank I retweet. I like too. it on Facebook. Oh, I don't, I don't know, Jake. Like... It sounds like you're jumping, you're catching my uh, my coattails a little bit there. <laughs> no, because Corey. Oh, knows Corey knows I retweet too. I've only I've only retweeted, and I don't ever like because I don't. I think likes are pointless. If you're a real friend, you just retweet. I guess. See, there you go. All right, Corey. Well, no, if you're a real friend, you retweet and like. It's a fairly new artist. Her name is Megan The Stallion. She's a fairly new artist. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, she's fairly new. (laughs) Megan The Stallion? Yeah, I'm now. I've met Beyonce a couple times before. Now, I like pre-vegan Beyonce though. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Vegan. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, are you calling Jay Z vegan? I think Jay Z is going vegan too. Yeah. (laughs) Tell you what, man. My um. You know, we got the baby now, and so we watch all the Sesame Street on YouTube on the TV. And there's like an old, they remixed I Got a New Way to Walk with Destiny's Child back in the day. I don't even know how old it is. I don't think you could even see back then, like, you know, there, it's like Beyonce and two other women. Yeah. Like, you know, she, exactly. there's, she has something, you know? I think it was always that way from the jump, really. Right. You know? Well, no, it was, was that- first it was Beyonce and three women. Is that like Cisco when he was part of Drew Hill? Probably so. I, even more <laughs> pronounced, though. 
Like you always knew that that was Corey. A... Do you know that that probably like five percent of the people listening understood what I just meant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always sometimes solo artists jump off the page sometime, and I think she's a solo artist that jumped off the page. That's you know who, who you know who would always write is like that's a method man in in all yeah, of Wu Tang. another solo artist that jumped off the page. Correct. You just kind of knew like he had just a little bit something more than although Wu Tang goes really deep. Uh, Nando, what was Corey's first team you saw in person? Um, uh, I got well. I mean, it seems like too easy to say the Yankees. It but wasn't so. I'm gonna say it's not the Yankees. I don't think it would be the Mets. I think we would have heard jokes about that before. Um, how about the Braves? No, they're not even the right sport. Oh right, I'm sorry. I was thinking baseball. Philly, <laughs> Philly Eagles. No, Corey. The this Knicks. Is, this, this is this is. I'm gonna date myself with this one, and you would. I mean, I'm gonna date myself <laughs> with this one. But if you are a Mike Demurgis fan, uh, you would be able to guess the answer to this one. I am a Mike Demurgis fan. I actually just texted him this morning. I told him he looks like he's 26 years old in his Facebook photos. Wow, how about that? You just text Mike Demurgis this morning. Yeah, uh, have, you first... seen, have you seen the pictures of him on Facebook? Nah, he's on his uh, Greek vacation. Okay, <laughs> nah, now like now 0.5% of the people know what you're talking about. I know, about. Right, I know. Oh, that's Jake, what I'm trying to move. For having us both on here. <laughs> actually, the first game I went to, uh, me and my pops took me to a New Jersey Generals game. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. He went to go see yeah. Herschel Walker. That's way back. Because right, Demergis so, is the expert on that. Yeah, Demergis is this, the expert on the This next USFL. one, to your point, Nanda, this one has a fancy follow-up for this one, which might give you a little hint here. Who does Corey hate the most team-wise? Hate the most team-wise? Yeah. Washington? No. Well, he's, he's like, you're a Cowboys fan. Oh, it's got to be, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. the Eagles. My bad, it's the Eagles. No, you, it's the third one. Giants? Giants. Spies the New York Giants. Oh, I sorry. actually I thought he was going to say that. the Mets because he always hates talking to Mets fans. <laughs> oh, I think you're thinking of Mets, close. Mets, Mets fan. It was close. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is very true and specific, <laughs> Nanda. So here's the follow-up to this one. And I'm going to go to Corey first on this one, like the rest of the stuff. But specifically, like, I know Corey isn't the one that's like, oh, I'm never going to draft. But – if it's the tie break, like Saquon Barkley, number one pick, and it's Ezekiel Elliott, so let's take Ezekiel Elliott off. Say he went number one. It's now number two. Are you going to pass on Saquon Barkley just because he's a giant, or would you uh, never do never. that? Never. Uh-uh. No, Saquon Barkley okay. is, is an amazing football player. So he's then Saquon Barkley, are you are you on the concern level of everybody else where the offense might not be that good and maybe he's the worst of the top four picks? I worry about what happens when Daniel Jones gets the job. That's what I worry about. Nando, do you have the same concern? Uh, you know, mine's a little different. It's it's Trent Richardson. Um, his first year under Pat Shermer, he was amazing. Like people forget that Trent Richardson had 11 touchdowns, like uh, 1,300 yards from scrimmage. His second year, when he got traded, uh, he had a humongous drop off. Man, like his, he, I mean, it wasn't humongous. It was stark. Um, I got a feeling that's gonna happen. I just got a feel like I I don't think he's number. I don't think he's like a number 50. I think maybe he's like a number. He's David Johnson last year, basically. How about that, Jakey? I think that's. I think we're going to see that happen. Um, So then he's. You're taking the other three before him. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not fair because Shermer wasn't the coach his second year, but I think it's just a similar kind of path that he might take. I think. No, that's fair. Look, this is what we're trying to do. I mean, we're poking holes in like four elite running backs, and the same conversation we had before with that next tier is you're trying to find reasons to make the best decision. All right. I see zero Uh, zero holes whatsoever in Ezekiel Elliott. I think people are actually underrated. I know it's crazy because he's like he could be the number one overall in a lot of leagues. I don't think people like I don't think I haven't heard about people talking about how many targets he had and how many catches 
he had last year, and they're all still these, overlooked. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like I, I think he's number one by a mile. Like it's it's they were putting oh, him in the slot far, last Corey? year, huh? He's a pass catching no. back now. Would you say Ezekiel Elliott number one by a mile? Uh Alvin Kamara. I mean, all all you, you man, really, you could put all four of those names in a hat, um, and take one out. But Ezekiel Elliott, since he's been in the NFL, has been the best running back in the NFL. Well, I mean, you can look at it this way too. Dude had 381 touches last year, and nine touchdowns. Saquon Barkley, for comparison purposes, had 300 and what was it, 52, but he had 15 touchdowns. Yeah. So. I mean, just touchdown, you know, variation could swing that wildly to Nando's point, and he could be by the mile. All right, a few more because to Nando's point, let's let's try and wrap this up here. Why, Jake? We were just well, talking about fantasy football. No, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Nando's never coming on the show ever again. Jakey, Jakey. What was what was Corey's favorite movie in the past year? Corey's favorite movie in the past year. I gave you the I gave him the category, so I'll give you it's an action movie. John Wick three. No. That was really good, by the way. That was excellent. Yeah, Next right there. Yeah. He, Mission Impossible, which I thought was a very underrated movie. I don't think people gave it enough love, Corey. Yeah, Mission Impossible is more than a year old, isn't it? Well, he does, I didn't say it had to come out. I said he saw it in the last year. No, yeah. uh, He playing. might have seen it on video. <laughs> I believe Fine. Mission Impossible. Well, then Mission it could have been. Came then out his, like in July 2008. So could have been Caddyshack. Nah. <laughs> no, he I, just I said it, it came though. in July 2008. It's it still within the year. 2008, yeah. There you go. I thought Thank it was you, good, Nando. and I'm not really the big Mission Impossible guy, but I thought it was good. What? Why are you trying to tell Corey his answer is terrible, Nando? <laughs> I didn't say his answer was terrible. I'm saying the yeah, question did. Was, exactly. did not have proper parameters. All right. What's the, what's his favorite movie of all time? Corey's favorite movie of all time? Uh, can I get a clue? <laughs> I've Corey, never heard of it, so. <laughs> I, I'm just going to hem and haw here. Hmm. Uh, Corey, give him a clue because I can't help. Uh it's a radio. It's, 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 it's a it's a movie about the radio business. It's a movie about the radio business. Oh wow, that's a huge hint. Is it really? Oh, it's pirate radio. That British movie from about ten no. years ago. Oh, God, no, it's no. talk to me. Hold talk on, I'm gonna say talk to me. <laughs> uh, talk, Jake, it's a story, edit that cleverly. It's, it's a story of uh, <laughs> PD, it's a story of PD Green. Uh, he was a broadcaster in Washington D.C. Actually, was the guy who discovered discovered Howard Stern. There you go. Yeah. All right. This is another fantasy follow-up, Nando. Why would you pick something so obscure if you knew I had to guess these? Sorry. I gave you Ghostbusters. My bad. <laughs> I mean, you didn't get yours. Don't be mad because you got zero correct and you don't like Corey. I mean, <laughs> Corey's favorite city that isn't New York. Corey's favorite city. That, uh, you know, I, I bet you Corey's a Montreal kind of guy. He's not a Montreal guy. Well, he you, might be, but that's not his answer. How about New Orleans? Oh, no, man, still no. Was close. Really? <laughs> uh, then uh, Mobile, Alabama. How Whoa. about it's the same state as his Dallas Cowboys? Really? You're not Austin. I can't imagine Houston being one of your favorites. There you go. Really? Houston? Houston? Yeah. Houston's a beautiful city. I don't know, man. Really? It's hot, but it's a beautiful city. Right, well, I'm sorry. I guess Montreal, <laughs> so, man. I think you'd like Montreal. <laughs> we should go to Montreal together. Here's your follow-up question, Nando. Yeah, Jakey. With the obvious questions surrounding the Chiefs, can Deshaun Watson be the number one quarterback in fantasy this year? Um, you know, I think so for our roundtable that Funson had us fill out for the site, I think I had Watson at number two. I have, I got Mahomes number one like everybody else in the world. I'm pretty sure I had Watson at number two, and it goes to Will Fuller coming back. So I think yes. I think he'll, I just, you know, 
Corey, maybe you got the same problem. The Bill O'Brien thing, I, I don't know, man. He's like yeah. Adam Gase to me. I don't yeah, know if he's no, good he's or bad. He's very Adam Gase. Like, uh, basically, Deshaun Watson has been saving his job the past couple seasons. Uh, the offensive line get better. Watson's in a very good spot. It's extremely talented. He's got a top wide out. Man, I can definitely see him finishing the next QB1. He's in the conversation to finish his QB1. Interesting thing about Pat Mahomes. You notice when this Tyreek Hill story came out, Pat Mahomes' ADP never moved? No. It's like, well, yeah. how's his ADP staying the same and is probably his most dynamic target? Well, I mean, to, to the, uh, maybe we're smart, Corey, because the point is, like, we might be only looking at two games now at this point. That's what amazing. That I, and, you, I, thought this was, I thought this kid was going to get put out the league. I thought it was the season as well at the time. I mean, that's... Yeah, and, and now it's, it's looking like he might get two games. It's like, And to everybody asking me about the projections on the athletic website, that's for people saying, like, why haven't you moved down Melvin Gordon? Why haven't you moved Bob? We haven't even gotten to training camp yet. Like, yeah, I'm not... No I'm not... I don't have updates to the projections, and I won't until training camp starts because it's just... We're, I, what's the what's the benefit to you if I move down Melvin Gordon into the second round and then he signs the contract next week and I move him right back up? Like, yeah, that, makes no sense. I just discounted you for no reason. All right. I like when Jake gets angry at imaginary people. No, I'm just that imaginary was not commenters. Angry. That's that's trying to help people. That that wasn't angry. You want to get angry? Drop into my comments of the rest of the season baseball rankings. Good grief! All right, Nando, <laughs> for Corey, Jake just went Charlie Brown on us. <laughs> for for Corey, donuts or bagels for Corey? Uh, donuts. Yeah. There you Yay. go. You're on the board. Yay. 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 Yeah. Yay. All right. Best pizza topping for Corey? Um, I say Corey's a mushroom kind of guy. He, not according to his answer. Is he also pepperoni like me? No. If you remember back to the first question, sausage. Oh, I don't know. That, that doesn't. Those things don't compute for me, Jake. Like if you like a <laughs> if you like a sausage sandwich, I don't know if you could like sausage on your pizza. Yeah, I mean you two might. Different experiences. It would have been it would have been a worthy guess. Is all I'm saying. Maybe he should try mushrooms. All right. Well, you need a pizza. Before, all right. Well, here, here, here's the last one. And the same thing. I, I want the me the memorable story moment that Corey has of you guys together. It's oh. not the same one you gave. Probably not. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say the Antonio Brown Saves Christmas show. How about that? When we had yeah. Kobayashi in there, all the drinks, everything like that? That was second. Oh, that was second? That was second. Um, I'll give you a half point. <laughs> all right, I'll take that. Thank you. Uh, it's fantasy football related. It's fantasy football related. Man. <laughs> oh, when Jared Wilk got engaged on the show in the morning on Sirius XM? No. That's not, not one of them? No, that's not <laughs> one of them. <laughs> you want to tell him, Corey? Uh, it was the FSTA draft a couple of years ago, and uh, it was me, you, Vicaro, whatever, and we were sitting down, we were sitting around the draft table, whatever, talking, having a good time. And I believe for some odd reason that FSTA draft has like 14 or 15 people in it. And um, 14. Yeah, it has 14 people in it. And uh, Vicaro said to you, what, um, Vicaro you know, said, um, I think somebody had told Vicaro that you got that we got to, that you, you guys got to pick where you drafted from. Oh yeah, yeah. And you and, and Vicaro said, well, "Why'd you pick 13? And you said, "I wanted to sit next to Rick and Glenn." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "This is the greatest thing ever, right here." <laughs> He picked his draft spot because of who he wanted to sit by. <laughs> That's that is 100% true. I, didn't, I wasn't even saying that to mess with Vaccaro. <laughs> he gets so mad about it. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. Frustrating Vaccaro is the greatest thing in the world. And so half the time, I don't even know that I'm doing it. 
Yeah. Unlike <laughs> <laughs> oh, me, when you always know none. <laughs> well, Jake, I know, yeah. how, I know how to bring out the beast. All right, you get you. Buy, this is, we're getting out of here on two fantasy questions. Why, this man? We got plenty of time, no, Jake. We got nothing else going on. No, I actually have a lunch to go to. Thank you very much. Stop telling me what I have. So Jake's got a <laughs> day date. Uh, yeah, with uh, with a married guy who like kind of you know a mentorish at church. But yes, that's what I have, Nando. So well, there yeah, you go. Whatever, right, Jake. Make you feel bad. That doesn't make you feel bad. You're going you know, to lunch. You yeah, you brought the mood down, Nando. Yeah, thanks. Well, I, I didn't bring it down. Jake had to correct me. And yeah, you could. St- hey, look, Corey got three. You got one and a half. You could still win this, Nando, because you both get a super bonus question for five points. Nice. I actually thought the five points would be such a weighted amount, but you guys don't know each other very well. So I, I think maybe you just don't ask good questions about how well we know each other. Uh, maybe that's what it is. Nando, you put the pressure on because if you get this wrong, Corey wins no matter what. All right. So here's, here's yours. For passing intended air yards per attempt last year. All right, year, just give it to Corey. No, no, no. You could think about it. The average intended air yards for all quarterbacks last year, qualified quarterbacks. Yeah. Who led the league? Is there a minimum of games? Uh, yeah, there are, there is, but I'll even give you it's a minimum of two thousand passing yards. So. Okay. Okay. So it's not Sam Darnold. No. Intended air yards per attempt. Yep. Think of somebody who's got a cannon. I'm thinking Jake. Hey, Jake, come on, man. It's obviously uh. Case Keenum. Well, uh, I don't think he qualified. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Someone's got a cannon. <laughs> I don't know. It seems uh, like you made this intentionally trivia-y. So it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's got to be someone with a burner who could take the top off. <laughs> I, you know, I would have said if he was healthy the whole season, I, I would have said Jimmy Garoppolo. That would have been a good answer, right, Jake? Oh, uh, no. Russell Wilson. I'm going to say Russell Wilson because Tyler Lockett, I think. Lockett? That's French. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll tell I'm you. I'm going to say Russell Wilson. I'll tell you if you're wrong or not in a second. Final Corey, answer, here, Jake. Here's, here's your question, Corey. And now, you need at least 20% of the team's targets. Okay? Okay. All right. So, what receiver led the league in yards per route run last year? With at least twenty percent yards per route run, with at least twenty percent of the team's targets, I would go Keenan Allen. All right, so Nando, you're incorrect. I it was. I oh, I, I it, think I know who Nando answered the question. Nando's question is, and I think I know who? the answer to Corey's. Ryan Fitzpatrick. It wasn't Ryan Fitzpatrick. Wow. I did guess he was third. Wow. Russell Wilson was fifth. Marcus Sam Darnold. Hold on, Sam Darnold was fourth. Nando. So oh. he threw out a lot of. Interesting names there. Number two was Jameis Winston. Number one was Josh Allen. Interesting. Oh, okay. okay, I could see that. I could definitely see that one. Your interest in a single quarterback league of even drafting Josh Allen, guys. Oh, I'm a wait. I'm a wait on QB guy. I, I assume he'll draft to me wherever. But if it's between him and Lamar Jackson, I'm going Lamar Jackson. Oh, so am I. You know that. Well, yeah, because oh, you try to impress single, Emory. Sing, single QB league. <laughs> I won't uh, have no shares. No shares of Josh Allen? In a single Allen? QB league, no. Because you're not drafting two quarterbacks. Because I'm not drafting two quarterbacks, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like the Tom Brady's of the world are just sitting on the waiver wire at that point anyway. All right, so Corey, you're also wrong. Uh, but a good guess, Keenan Allen was seventh. Okay. So also a quality guess. In front of him, in reverse order, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, T.Y. Hilton, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, 
And number one, despite not having a ton of work because he only played seven games, Albert Wilson. Who and is the in reason I asked? Miami now, right? Yes. No, yeah. You so, know who loved him last year was Ganos. And I'm bringing him up because he's starting to get a little bit love here. If he's healthy, Corey, is Albert Wilson the best and possibly like a real viable option in fantasy for the Dolphins? Yeah, because one thing you see, somebody in that in that in that group, and I would say that the answer was Stills, but I was looking at it's funny you mentioned it, because I was looking at Wilson earlier this week and I was like, he could have an opportunity because Ryan Fitzpatrick does not care. <laughs> he does not care. They, he's like, listen, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to throw some interceptions. I'm going to throw some touchdowns. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? And he's going to wing it. And any receiver in that offense, you know, you look at he got he got Adam Humphreys, that contract in Tennessee. People overdrafting Chris Godwin this year. It is. And that's all of the work of, of Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, yeah, I, I, I can see Wilson being very fantasy relevant this year. Nando? I'm so confused. By this whole, I mean, not it's. I keep going back and forth. Like, was he a product of Adam Gase, or was he a product of being good? Was Adam Gase holding him back? Uh, Albert Wilson, I've always just associated with like that dude who could blow up on any like any particular week for Kansas City, and then he went to Miami, and I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, this could be this, in the Gase offense. Devontae Parker's always hurt. Uh, Jarvis Landry's obviously gone. Um, Kenny Stills is one of the most unpredictable guys in the world. So maybe Wilson's that kind of guy who's going to offer some kind of stability and kind of ease his way into that volume receiver and de facto number one role. And he kind of did and he kind of didn't. And Ganas wrote a bunch of stuff on him preseason last year, and it made a lot of sense with him as a sleeper. I just don't think he ever unlocked it. So now I'm like, like maybe without Gase there, and, you know, Gase is one of those guys who could be overthinking and overcoaching and over-offense coordinating. And overbearing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Maybe this is, I mean, Devontae Parker is still Devontae Parker, and Kenny Stills is still Kenny Stills, and there's no... Um, consistency there at all maybe Albert Wilson's the kind of guy who kind of it's not so much the quarterback it's the system so I think maybe if the system is kind to him he could be a tremendous sleeper but I can't like authoritatively say this is the year for Albert Wilson I can just say you know maybe it'll happen if you're worth taking on that risk just know that there are two other receivers in that offense who could you know hurt his chances if, if things fall one way or another I, I, I think he's worth like taking in 13th this round is time, but you know what I can definitively say, Nando? That we love each other very much and respect each other as co-workers. <laughs> and we love Corey, and everybody should be following Nando at Nando DeFino and Corey at the Fantasy Exec. And you really shouldn't Corey, follow me. You know, I mean, seriously, it's all I do is tweet out a bunch of athletic stuff uh, and random thoughts, and then whatever Sias asks me to tweet out about his alcohol brands. All right, well then, fine, Nando. What do you got coming up on the Athletic? How about that? We actually were dropping a bomb later today, Jakey. Something no one has ever done before in the history of fantasy draft kits. Um, Interesting. I don't even know if I can. I, I, I like. I'd like to reveal it here, but I don't know if I can, Jake. Uh, what time? I don't know. That's it was supposed oh, to be okay. Monday, and then like we did a couple <laughs> tweaks to make I was sure. Gonna it was say, because this is going to be out until like two or three in the afternoon. So, I tell you what, I will. I will reveal. We hired a comic artist to do uh, some of our imagery. That was awesome looking. Yeah, she's she, Alex Miller. Check her out. I think she goes by Smudge and Frank. Um, like an amazing, and she's got two more coming. Like this is the first one of like we. I just, I just I like you know. She, she needs to do one of us. I, I, that's kind of cocky. It's not kind of <laughs> cocky. It's kind of fun. You know, there's one person on the show who actually does have his likeness in a comic book cover. I know piece of art. It's a fantasy executive. It's a fantasy executive. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's give Corey that little extra time that you didn't want to take at the end, Corey. 
What do you got? Hey, the podcast that you got going, everything people well, you need got, to be uh, Me and Benny, uh, the opening line, we do that every weekday morning. Um, obviously, you got the draft kit at uh, Fantasy Guru going right now, too. I'll be hopping on. Um, uh, they're doing 50 podcasts in 50 days. I think I'm doing all 50. So <laughs> I got one coming up a little bit later on. So it's that time of year, you know what I'm saying, to get involved with fantasy football and, you know, be doing some stuff with the athletic, too. So I'm just looking forward to a, a productive season. And, you know, um, and um, and the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, God. You had to throw something like uh, that. Jake I, you know, gonna, I, normally Jake I is going to happen, Jake. Jake, <laughs> this I'm actually – I'm with Corey. The Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl. Actually, I'm not. I'm I'm, uh, I'm on the Bears right now, and I think there's a lot of negativity about the Bears' chances to win the Super Bowl. But that defense is nasty, and I think that offense is going to be way better than people think. <laughs> nah. um, Saints. Think, Drew Brees retires. No, nah, Jake. Come on. I can see it. Jake, right quick, and I because I, I, I haven't had a chance to really talk to football with you, Mike. Uh, your your love yeah, for Sanders. In this last hour here, we haven't had a chance to talk football. <laughs> your love for Sanders. Which Sanders? Miles Sanders. Oh, I don't. I don't have love for him. Is immediately after the draft, I said people were out of their damn mind. The draft him as like the seventeenth running back off the board because everything was going to be different this oh, time. Okay. They say every single year. No, my love has now become the fact he's dropped all the way down to RB twenty-seven, and at that point, now now the risk is baked in. Now you're giving me the potential of you know what. Maybe he is a top twenty running back because he stays on the field just sixty percent of the time. So that's where it's not so much love. It's just that he went from being way overvalued to I guess enough people were saying the same thing and crapped all over him and said you guys are out of your mind that he now has become a value. To to point, hey Corey just brought it full circle as we said at the top. It's like these things can change. You can have everybody yep. off season talking up and down, and then people go from being overvalued to under and vice versa. And there you go. And there you go. I will be back next Wednesday. Wait, Make Jake, sure you're can we following. just ask? Can we just ask more questions about your rankings, sir? No, you can't because I'm ending <laughs> the show. Jakey, so Jakey. Jake's you got can, things can, to do. <laughs> you can keep going. I'm going to lunch. Jake, you did, you, fo- uh, did you buy anything you for Prime Day? You can follow Nando anyway. I'm about to mute him. You can definitely follow Prime I dare Corey. you to Please mute me, do. Jake. I dare you to mute me. <laughs> I actually can in this studio. I'm going to do it right now. Watch this. Boom. Let's see. Where is guest 28? Oh, no, I can't. Never mind. All right. Anyway. <laughs> I'm guest 8 Show's eight, over. Next, next Wednesday, check out the draft kit. Like I said, slash all in sports. Get your 40% off. So make sure you check it out. I'll see you next week.